What the fuck is up, gamers? Gamers? I said that really loud. Gamers, uh, welcome to go see bitch again. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna have to just say that like every single episode. Just, I mean, it, it's catchy. Like, there's a reason why it stayed in in our memories. Yeah, we have another iconic line coming up uh, this episode, which I'm very excited to talk uh, about. Me too. But we're on episode two. So much has happened already. Uh-huh. Yeah, this, uh, we finished watching the episode yesterday, and Matt was like, how do they put so many things in one episode of the show? Yeah, like, I know it's like 45 minutes long or whatever, but still, like, so much happens. I think because a lot of stuff happens off screen as well, like... Like, even when we start, they're like, okay, well, it's clear Ryan's been there for a little, like, for a while now, and they're sorting out his stuff for getting him into foster care. So it's like, okay, like, stuff has already happened off screen, right? That we've got to deal with. And then they pack everything into this one episode. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot, but in a good way. Yeah, no, it's really good because, like, the it's not like it feels like the episode is rushed trying to fit as many elements in as it possibly can. It still feels like an episode of television that's like, you know, you don't get whiplash from watching it, but you do finish it and go, wow, they really did move the plot along quite a bit with just one single episode here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It does move, which is nice. Like, sometimes it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, it, I'm not saying... In this show particularly. I mean, like, in some shows, you'll watch an episode, it'll be an hour long, and at the end you'll be like, okay, so nothing happened. Whereas this, <laughs> yeah. everything that happens, but like, I don't know, it's dealable. At the end you're like, okay, cool. But I just wanted to watch the next episode. That's oh my issue. god, I know! Because it's like, every character has been developed and flushed out a bit more. Like, we really have a good sense of these characters at this point through two episodes. And they each have their own thing and clear motivations going on, which I know is just how storytelling works. But like, for a teen drama show, it's just, it, it's like, you can kind of see that they're setting up all these pieces that are about mm-hmm. to just like, all just get blown off the table, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> yeah, you can see the dominoes being set up, which mm-hmm. I quite like. Mm-hmm. Um, should we get into it? Yeah, I think we should get into it. We got Sandy yeah, Grillin. So- What's Sandy Grillin? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. Take a real look, but I'm sure he's grilling something up nice. Yeah. Um, it's a nice summer day. Uh, the boys are in the pool. Sandy's grilling. Um, Kirsten's in the kitchen. She's on the, f- I think she's got this model home, like, model. Um, and she's all stressed about that. So we learn that she's like an architect, I guess. Um, yeah. Or at least in the business of building houses. Mm hmm. It is. It is basically arrested development in that sense, I guess. But yeah. I, the whole time, when they eventually go to this model house, I was like, this isn't the one from arrested development. This isn't like livable, like that 
kind of was. Yeah, because they very much do just live in the model home in Arrest, in Arrest Development. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, she, she's she got the, the little model and she's, I guess, like, this, this model home is, like, cursed, apparently. Like, they used to have these contractors and then they just all up and left or something. Yeah. It just never got finished. So it's just this unfinished model home just chilling. It's just chilling, like... And obviously, she's worried about it and getting stressed because, you know, money. Um, but yeah, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. I think they explained it and then I immediately forgot. It was one of yeah, those. I just didn't really care that much. I was like, this is fine. Uh, the main thing is we also know that she's talking to her dad because she works for her dad. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to get it. It'll be sold by Christmas, I promise. Blah, blah, blah. And so we kind of, we haven't seen her dad yet, but we kind of like get the idea of like what kind of, we kind get an idea of what kind of person he is a little bit yeah. through this a little bit yeah you know we know that it's not particularly like i was gonna say fatherly but i mean lots of people have this relationship with their dad but i mm-hmm. mean like it's not super like parent child it's more business you know? yeah i can't imagine phoning my dad and being like okay dad leave me like leave me alone and not at least okay bye i love you <laughs> yeah even a begrudging one um but yeah, and then Sandy comes in and he's like, um, what is, I mean, I literally just watched this. Um, but they're talking. It's good. It's Ryan's last day there. Um, and they're talking about how, you know, he's going to go to like this halfway home kind of place. Um, legally, he won't have anyone recognize his parents. Um, and he'll be like Sandy's like, oh my my friend in social care like pulls some strings, so you're gonna be staying with a few other guys, and it's just not. It doesn't sound like super fun, obviously. Yeah, foster care. Yeah, it it's it's kind of. I mean, obviously, it's set up to be like, yeah, this sucks, and it would be really unfortunate if Ryan ended up there, but. Kirsten is still very much on the like, look, I can't let this strange boy just live with us. Sandy, you deal with people like this every single day. Why this one? Why this case in particular? Uh And Kirsten is still pushing back on it. And Sandy's kind of arguing about how, like, look, the foster system sucks. I don't want him to, I don't know. But, like, Sandy at this point has agreed, like, been like, okay, like, yes, he's gonna be taken into the hands of the law at this point, because it's not my responsibility. Like, I mean, you can tell he's, like, doesn't feel great about it, but he's going along with the situation. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, like, so Seth also wants Ryan to stay, obviously, Um, and I think Ryan wants to stay, but this is the thing, okay, Um, it's kind of a big decision to adopt or foster someone. Um, Yes, it is. It's not one you can really make in the space of, what, like, a weekend, right? Yeah. (laughs) Especially with a teenager who, he is pretty standoffish, it's not... um, like, if Kirsten's not immediately made a bond with him, like, that's a lot to kind of handle. I'm I'm, I'm a big, like, advocate for adoption and stuff. I'm just like, yeah, it makes sense that she would need to think about that for longer than, like, a couple of days. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. It's a huge decision. Like, it is one of those things where, yes, like, he is already almost the age of adulthood. Like, I mean, he's probably, like, 16 or something. So yeah. it is still, like, a couple-year commitment if you are going to just a- adopt another teenager. Yeah, and even but, then, when he's an adult, he's still going to need, like, support and stuff. It's just, 
it's like yeah i mean when when she's like uh sandy he's not a puppy like you can't just bring him in and like we'll have him like he's a person <laughs> um you know she's making some sense as well about, yeah. like she's not being unreasonable for being like um no i don't want to adopt a kid i literally met the other day yeah she does have a lot of other stuff going on on her plate as well yeah. like it's like she does already have one kid and she ha- she is a very busy like working woman mm-hmm. yeah she and same with sandy yeah sandy's like they're both busy and they've already got one kid um I, yeah it, like of course they have lots of money and lots of space and like you know those are the kind of people that probably and they're very loving so like they're the kind of people who should be adopting especially older kids um mm-hmm. but it is yeah it's understandable that she doesn't necessarily want to foster him um because yeah it's a big commitment and like she doesn't even know ryan very well and from what mm-hmm. we see during this episode he's a lot of trouble he does have a tendency to get into some trouble. Yeah, <laughs> he I mean, does. Already, he's been in one fight and like got her son wasted. Um, this is true. <laughs> from her point of view, this is what I'm saying. Obviously, I want Ryan to be there, and I know he is going to be there because um, the show has four seasons. But I'm also like, yeah, from her point of view, this kid is just causing trouble and like ryan's very standoffish so we haven't seen many conversations between them but i imagine she's like okay so ryan tell me a bit about yourself and he just like looks and broods you know yeah they don't really talk a whole lot this episode even like he comes in with the and looks at the model home and he does the zoolander what is this a center for ants <laughs> uh, and then she yeah. just stares at him and is like it's a model home <laughs> yeah it's so fun because She's like, oh, I build them. Well, not the models, but, like, the homes. And he just goes to her. Like, um, okay, one thing I noticed this episode is I feel like there's so much discussion about how awkward and nerdy Seth is. There's very little discussion about how awkward Ryan is. But he really is an awkward teen as well. He just doesn't know what to say. Yeah, I guess it's like a fish out of water thing. Um, yeah, because like sure. obviously everyone there's like waspy, you know, fucking rich people. So I would be standoffish if I was if I was around that many rich people. I'd be like, I'm not telling these people anything about me. Yeah, I don't trust him. But yeah, he is really awkward. Everyone kind of just, I guess, the way it's meant to be read is that he's like mysterious and pained, where in reality yeah. he's just fucking weird. <laughs> he is kind of weird and he's just it's not like he's trying to be rude he's very much trying to just be friendly with kirsten <laughs> yeah people he's just awkward. People yeah ask him a question and he'll kind of stare at them like yeah you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, no, he's a weird guy. He's the opposite of Seth in terms of why they're weird. Like, Seth has this thing where he's awkward in the way where he just says way too many things. He he says the thing that you're, like, not supposed to say, and he just keeps talking, and he talks so fast. Like, I need subtitles for Seth because he's so mumbly. Like, he's just awkward in that way. And whereas Ryan is awkward in the way where he's just, it's the things he doesn't say. <laughs> yeah, he kind of just, like, looks and blinks at you, and you're like, okay, cool. Um, I mean, it's interesting, because, I mean, one that's obviously why they're a good pairing is, you know, yeah. they are similar but also opposite. 
And the other thing is so like Josh Swart Josh Schwart Schwartz I'm I got um my new like my last Invisalign in. Um and it's causing me a yeah. very slight lisp. So apologies for everyone listening. But <laughs> Josh Schwartz, uh who's the writer, showrunner, creator guy, he so I think he moved from like the East Coast to go to and like Seth and Ryan are both kind of inspired by himself because he was like fish out of water. He was a Jewish kid surrounded by all these waspy rich kids. Um so the that kind of like theme, especially the first season, was like very which is very true to life and obvious. Um, you know, because it makes sense why all these characters are kind of a bit weird and a bit awkward around people and it feels it does yeah. feel like organic like you know people who you had conversations that are like that either you have been the awkward one or someone else has which i think is good yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah no it's it's a fun it, it really works for yeah, this it show does. it's good we love to see it um but yeah then they all like sandy comes in seth comes in they sit down for dinner and seth is like <laughs> well, Ryan, you should stay because Mum never cooks, <laughs> and <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah. Kansas, like I do cook, and she says, Dad, back me up, and Sandy's like, uh, honey, it's very cute. I like, I do like how the Cohen seem like a real family. <laughs> Yeah. I also love that Sandy's like, no one is saying you should cook more. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And she's just like, I make a good brisket, and they're like, yeah, and that's it. Um, so it's it's sweet. Um, but it's obviously Seth wants Ryan to stay, and Sandy and Kirsten are kind of avoiding the question. Like in front of Ryan, they obviously don't want to say like, ah, uh, no, but just they're sort of saying, yeah, yeah it's best for him if he does this, and like it's. A big commitment. Seth is obviously like, okay, yeah, sixteen-year-olds are not going to get adopted or fostered, um, you know, with a record. Yeah, as well. he fully yeah. is like that. Like, he's just not going to. Yeah, happen. and yeah, and he's like, guys, we have all this space. Why can we not just let him live here? Like, we literally have tons of space. He can just live in the pool house. Like, what is the problem? And it's like, you know, Seth makes some pretty good points here. I Seth is Seth sucks in so many ways but he was kind of valid in this episode where he was just like very advocating for oh, ryan to, to stay point. and then he uh, to, to a, a point, point yeah. i have a lot of issues with seth this episode we'll get there um <laughs> yeah well he's also just very stupid <laughs> he's so stupid my yeah. god yeah um, but so then we go to like it's later at night and ryan is so it's dark out now. It's not crazy late because most people are still awake, but it's like late enough that it's dark out. No one's going to come check in on Ryan anymore. And he's basically deciding, look, I'm not going to wait till morning and get shipped off to foster care. I'm just going to leave. Like, I'm just going to walk out with my stuff, with my bike and my, like, one wife beater. And <laughs> I'm going to leave. And jacket. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, uh, he he bumps into Seth on the way out the pool house, and uh, Seth is just like, I have an idea. I have a better idea than you just running away. And yeah, his, his idea, idea sucks. Stupid. <laughs> it's so it's stupid. so stupid. There are yeah. so many things wrong with this fucking plan. Yeah. So Seth goes to his room, and he puts on, like, 
a towel neck. He puts on a tactile neck. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he is like sorting some stuff out and then Sandy comes in and he's like, oh, I want to talk to you. So Seth like hides under the covers, like neck up. And Pretends Sandy comes to be in. asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's obviously, it must be like 10 o'clock or something because Sandy's like, you're asleep. Like he's confused. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously Seth isn't even trying to do like the sleepy voice or anything. He's just like, yeah, dad, I'm, uh, I'm awake. He talks so fast. Um, yeah. And so Sandy's trying to talk to him about it. Like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I know you like Seth. I know, I, I know you like Ryan. You can still hang out with him. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, dad, whatever, fine. And Sandy leaves. But Seth like sneaks out with his skateboard and his towel neck. <laughs> Literally the second that Sandy closes the door, he does a full, like, it's just like a fucking spy roll. It's like, he does this insane roll out of his bed the second the door closes, and it looks like he's trying to be in, like, an action movie. And it's like, okay, are we just gonna pretend Sandy wouldn't hear that? And, like, he- I don't know, like, I think so. And, like, hear him fussing around, and then he's like, I'm asleep. It's like, well, I heard you moving shit. Um- Whatever, maybe Sandy's hard of hearing and it's just never mentioned. Um, yeah, but Brian's outside waiting for Seth and then he sees Marissa and she's on her way to Summer's birthday party, but like the two of them start talking. Um, she immediately is like, okay, something fishy's going on here. Um, I want to come. <laughs> yeah, and when Seth comes out, he's like, oh, going to a party? Uh, clearly my invite got lost in the mail because uh, I'm a little nerd and I have to be awkward as fuck and make people uncomfortable. Ugh. And Marissa's like, it's uh, my friend Summer's birthday. And Seth's just like, uh, Summer's birthday is not until Wednesday. And it's just... <laughs> like, remember what I said? Sometimes the way Seth is awkward is like he continues to say things. He says too much. Yeah. He, he, baby, yeah. people don't have, if your birthday's on a Wednesday, you'll probably have the party at the weekend. Like, I don't, why would yeah. you say that? Um, but yeah, Marissa it, figures out that something's off because like <laughs> Brian's there on his bike and Seth's got his skateboard. So she's like, where are you, where are you going? I want to go. And they end up getting in Marissa's car and driving off. And Seth is such a dick because. Oh my talking- God, he's so rude. He's so rude. They're talking about music and she's like, oh, I'm really into punk at the moment. He's like, Avril Lavigne isn't punk. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And then up. she lists all these bands and she's like, okay, yeah, well, what about all these bands that I listen to? Like The Clash and. <laughs> Uh, Seth's just like, oh no, Marissa Cooper listens to the same music I do. I have to kill myself now. And it's like, you're such a little bitch. You're such a loser. Like, you should be excited that, uh, one, there's a girl, there's a hot girl who has the same fucking taste and shit as you. And two, she's best friends with, like, the girl that you have a crush on. So, shouldn't you be like- Oh my god, Seth? Okay, wait. Seth is gatekeep. Marissa's girl boss. Does that mean Ryan? Wait, is Ryan gaslight? Ryan wouldn't gaslight someone. He wouldn't. Yeah, but we do have a girl boss and a gatekeep here. Very much so. Um, <laughs> well, as soon as some, well, probably Seth would also gaslight someone. I think he does with like. I think he does with Anna in the future. I'm a hundred percent sure he does. Probably. Yeah, and Summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shouldn't he be trying to like butter up Marissa and be all friendly with her? 
Yeah, no, instead he's going to be awkward and make it as uncomfortable as possible. Because he's so that stupid. He, yeah. She, he, he needs her to know that he's actually the one who's cooler than her, even though she's the popular one. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. ugh, he's such a dick. Um, but Ryan's being all mysterious. Because so, Marissa also asks him, like, what music do you like? And he's like, everything. <laughs> <laughs> weirdo like <laughs> like that's it Zed is the perfect example of the dynamic of like Seth is talking too much and being a dick and then Ryan is just not saying anything and like not showing any emotion apart from brooding and yeah Marissa is somehow like still enamored with it I'd be like what the fuck is this fucking weirdo and his weird little brother like yeah no she loves this <laughs> shit and so we find out then what the idea was. Seth's big idea was let's go to the model home yes. because this is habitable. This is somewhere that Ryan could live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, this is also the title of the episode is the model home. Um, yeah. So this place, well, obviously it's like a mansion, but more, more importantly, there's nothing in it. There's no windows. It's literally just like the frame of that. Like, there's no windows. There doesn't seem to be any. Yeah. There's no lighting. There's no electricity. There's nothing to cook on. So essentially, no. Ryan is just homeless, but with shelter. But he's got like a bit of shelter. Yeah. Like, there's a breeze coming in. There's like scaffolding in the building. Like, it's. It, <laughs> like, it's not. It's literally just shelter. Like, it's not. It's not like the the home from Arrested Development where you're like, okay, well, at least there's like, like stuff is not very well built, but like it's there. Um, yeah. No, it's it's just it's just the bricks in this house. <laughs> um, so we don't understand how Ryan thinks this is livable by any means, and also, I guess apparently it's been not a bad like hasn't no one's been there in a while i guess there's no like no one else decided to move in or squat probably because they were like "Mm, this is just shelter yeah literally (laughs) (laughs) like that's why what does he think is gonna happen and then ryan's just gonna be like walking around the town and he's never gonna run into anyone that recognizes him yeah it makes literally no sense. Like, this is, it's an extremely, like, band-aid on a gunshot wound kind of situation. Yeah, it's stupid. And then, obviously, like, I mean, I'm skipping ahead, we'll go back. But, like, obviously the next day, they fucking call the police. Like, the Coens call the police because a child is missing. Yeah. Um, what did you think was gonna happen? Yeah, you can't just disappear and have them go oh well i guess he'll turn up ah he'll be fine it's like yeah no you're a missing person now (laughs) i don't how did that not click for you i don't understand (laughs) (sighs) it's not like like at least if ryan just like ran off somewhere yeah like he got on a bus and like fucked off it's like okay well he left he could have told seth you know i'm i'm gonna go stay with these people i'm gonna get a bus Seth could have given him some money. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't have a yeah. show, but like well, that could have been that. Yeah. And then the next day, Seth and just say, "Oh, he, Ryan's fine. He just didn't want to say goodbye." 
Um, so he just laughs. Well, instead, right? Seth ends up. Well, I mean, King shit lying to the police, but the thing he says to the police, we'll get there later, <laughs> is so fucking stupid that it's like it's so ugh. stupid. It's obviously fake, and no one questions. Yeah, it. I just, I they're very obviously teenagers. Because, like, I mean, not that adults are not incredibly stupid, too, because there are many stupid adults on this show. But, like, the amount to which they think through their plans is extremely, like, one step ahead. Not, like, not even remotely. (laughs) It's literally just, this is a place you can stay. (laughs) That's it. There's literally shelter. Never fucking mind that, obviously, like, it's going to be freezing at night, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's got to be pretty cold. There doesn't seem to be a lot of clouds. Um, I know they're by the sea, but it's August in California, in Southern California. It's going to be hot. <laughs> it's going to be hot. And then eventually it's going to be cold. Like, it, I don't know. It's just a stupid plan. I mean, the model home seems like a cool place to hang out because they're hanging out. Like, Ryan and Marissa are flirting. Seth's just skateboarding in the empty pool. grind. And... <laughs> Yeah, he's do. He's oh my god! Do you see that video of Tony Hawk doing his last five? I did not watch the video, no, but I did hear about that. The main reason I didn't watch it was because it was like, oh, I'm gonna sell something as an NFT, and I was like, Tony Hawk, I'm gonna fucking kill you. So, I, Tony Hawk is cancelled. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I've been what playing those fucking video games since I was like ten years old, mm-hmm. and I feel betrayal the one fucking rich white man i trusted what a fool i am Mm. tragic Um, but it was yeah it was still very sad i mean obviously seth isn't doing that he's just fucking going up and down (laughs) yeah he's not doing anything he's just he's literally just like going up and down the sides of the pool wall and (laughs) i'm yeah, it's basically like a longboard too, I think. So I'm not quite sure how he's even just doing anything. I don't but know. It's there. wild how popular skateboarding was in this era. And I feel like no one talks enough about how like, like people do still skateboard. It's not like it stopped being a thing. But like during my middle school years, it was like everyone wore skate shoes. Everyone mm. had a skateboard, even though, like, a lot of people didn't actually know how to skateboard. And then, like, Grind was popular. And literally, I watched Grind just for Adam Brody. I didn't even skateboard. I was just like, Adam Brody is hot. I'm going to watch this movie and learn the dance that they do in it. And <laughs> I just – it was so popular. And, uh, yeah, and it, it baffles me that, like – I think this might only be a Canadian store, but it baffles me that like stores like West 49 are still in business here because I'm like it's not California or 2003. Yeah, I mean, I've got a cu- like my friends skate um because they're like cool. Mm-hmm. Um I cannot because I have old people join. <laughs> yeah. Um so I just I just know it's not going to be a good idea. I have tried to do it yeah, a few same. times. Like, yeah, I, like, had my friend, like, hold my hand while I got on her yeah. skateboard. And then I was like, I don't want to do this. Um, but it's hard. Spir- like, on the – it's hard. I don't have very good balance. Yeah. But on the spiritual plane, I am a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a sk- <laughs> I'm a skateboarder by proxy. And I do – I know what you mean. There was that period, like – uh, mid to early to mid 2000s mm-hmm. 
skateboarding aesthetic it was everything like literally everyone you knew in school was wearing like hurley clothing and like roxy clothing and like Mm -hmm. literally everything (gasps) like that vans quicksilver yes i had this quicksilver top for some reason my dad loved quicksilver clothing (laughs) even though obviously he he's never stepped foot on a skateboard in his life he's too fucking big to do that anyway (laughs) but like he's six foot four. What fucking skateboard is he gonna get? Uh-huh. On? Like, and he's a big guy too. It's it's not like he's Tony Hawk where he's like lean. Yeah, you know, he's a big. He, no, he's and he's flat footed. Like it's not that <laughs> he cannot get on a skateboard. However, this or a surfboard. Um, but however, he he loves Quicksilver clothing and has a lot. And he's he's got this T shirt that's like this. It's ugly. It's disgusting. It kind of looks like someone vomited <laughs> on a bowling alley floor yeah like that's the print but i kind of love it and i really want to steal oh my it god him, incredible it's very i just cool. love the idea yeah, of an older person like- wearing skate clothes <laughs> like he still wears baggy jeans and he wears like a quicksilver t-shirt <laughs> dad you got dressed like that <laughs> i love that so much right why are you dressed like a 15 year old in 2005 yeah. it's not but no i did love skate shoes i had this massive pair of skate shoes that were they had like a skull print Ooh. on it and then they were also had like hot pink oh places. that fucking rules they were the most emo yeah. shit ever i fucking it was good them. it was a good aesthetic um, like i wouldn't go back yeah. to it but i really appreciate that time and and everyone had the shaggy haircut too Everyone had like a shaggy mm-hmm. haircut. Oh yes, the boys with the shaggy hair at the skate park. Don't get me yeah. started. They were the loves of uh-huh. mine. Yeah, no, fully <laughs> the original crushes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't go back to it fully. Like baggy kind of low rise jeans and like trousers and stuff, and like bulky shoes. You're pretty in fashion now, so like I'll wear that. I'll wear an ode to Avril Lavigne or something, mm-hmm. but not the whole. Yeah. Hog. I'm not going to do chunky I would highlights. maybe wear, like, skate shoes. I will not wear low-rise pants because the, the fucking Dorino one-inch no. zipper was way too it, – it fucking ruined me. I, that was, I just hated it so much. One-inch zippers were the worst invention of pants of all time. And I just – I feel like – I mean, I guess if you're, like, really skinny, then, like, low-rise clothes kind of, like – like that's what they're made for. It's like made for skinny people. I feel like, yeah. and it's like I feel like I. You it's know. made. Yeah, that's why I'm against the kind of low rise stuff coming. Yeah, back because it's kind of made for people who have flat stomachs. Yeah, which I do not Same. have, and is un- unrealistic. It's like, oh my god, we got so far. Yeah. into body positivity, and then it was like, okay, everyone fucking flat stomach, super tight, low rise jeans. No, we're not doing that. No, I refuse. We're not doing, that's fine if you want to wear it, but like, let's not make that a Well, trend. yeah, because like, I need to wear high-waisted pants. It holds my gut in. <laughs> like, and it gives me a figure. I, like, You think I can go... You think with my fucking stomach, I can just go out in low-rise jeans and no, one, and, and no one's going to say anything? Mm. Then no one's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'll look... It, it wouldn't... I just can't do it because like, I would... People would think I had 
I'd lost my mind or I would just get, I just have my gut out. I like Winnie the Pooh. It's just not comfortable. do that, but it's not. I think if you have the body and you're, you know, show it off, but I don't think it should be like a thick, like we should, the only option should not be low rise. Yes. Right. Just have that be one of many Mm -hmm. options. Whatever your body type is, whatever looks best on you, that's good. But let's just open it up let's keep the options keep open. open i want to still be able um, i want to have the option to choose what kind of jeans i want to choose how much of a muffin top that i have and i'm gonna choose yeah. zero but like but mm-hmm. i want to choose i want to yeah, make me that too. choice i'm gonna yeah i'm not don't want to have my gut out however i have been trying to reason with myself i'm like okay how could i pull off a whale tail Mm. because i don't feel like i should be limited yeah and you can't do that um, with high-waisted I, pants no so i'm trying to figure out a way i can do that i mean maybe something like backless um and do the little Gillian anderson vibe <laughs> yeah because i you know whale tail is on in fashion all the time so when they are i want to experience mm, it fair mm. i'm 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 still you know vibrant and cultured why not? Um, <laughs> anyway, we got distracted. We got a little distracted. Uh, yeah. The- okay. We, got we have to talk about Marissa calling Seth out on his bullshit. Because Seth is just skateboarding and oh, Marissa and Ryan are talking. And they're having a really nice conversation. Like Marissa opens up to Ryan about like her dad, which she hasn't talked to anyone about. She hasn't talked to Summer or Luke about it. She mentions just like not in details, but just, you know, guys keep coming to her house. I think he's in trouble. He's not going to the office anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan's like, yeah, my dad got arrested. Uh. <laughs> yeah, my dad's in jail. Um, it's like, okay, well, thank you for that. Yeah. It's like you tell someone, if you ever tell someone, like, I've been having headaches for a few days, and it's like, oh, yeah, my friend had headaches, and then they died. Yeah. And it's like, okay, okay, thank you. Thank you for that one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, you know, they kind of bond over having shitty dads. Um, And then Seth is like, uh, I, you never invited me to any parties. I've never spoken to you in my life. We've lived next door to each other forever, and like we're not like. Bleh. And she's yeah. like, yeah, because you're. That's not true, and also you're weird. Like, because he also she's she's like, oh, I don't remember when I started dating Luke. Like they've been dating for a while, and he's like, oh, you started dating in the tenth grade when you made out at the back of the bus when we went to the Museum of Tolerance. And she's like, see, that's why people aren't friends with you. Yeah, it's very much just like she basically is like, what's your problem? Like, why are you such a freak to me? Like, why are you like this? And just she. I don't know. She makes some really good points. Like, she just calls him out. Like, she also says, like, because he's like, yeah, you never talk to me or invite me to anything. And she's like, you never talk to me. Like, I, it, yeah. you know. <laughs> like, it goes both ways. I mean, because we, I can't remember who it was. Someone asked us if, like, we thought Seth was, like, autistic coded. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's something I kind of thought of, because I was like, he does seem to have an issue with, like, social cues and stuff but i I think it's just that he's a dick because there is a difference there's a big like as much as media is like well autistic people that the you know they just kind of raise their hand up they're like well they think it's like one way for people to be Mm -hmm. um 
no, that is obviously not true. Um, but I think Seth is just a dick. The I don't about, think it was. It was definitely yeah, not done on purpose. He's sheltered. And it's a yeah. combination of so many things. He's sheltered. He never had a sibling grow on, growing up, so it's not like he even had anyone else to talk to. So I think a lot of the no, a like lot me. of his <laughs> yeah, a lot of his social stuff is like he literally only talks to his parents. Like I don't even know if he has any friends at school. We never yeah. see any of them if he does. Um, like I was an only child until I was like fifteen, and I had friends though so it's not like i didn't have anyone to talk to so he is just missing a lot of social interaction like the social knowledge you get from having literally any friends i think yeah i think it is just it's that i think it's one that he sheltered and like he grew up different i mean i imagine the area from all the characters we've seen so far like it's very waspy Mm -hmm. so i'm sure he was outcast from just being different from just being jewish um and also he is kind of just generally awkward so yeah yeah and like yeah we don't see his friends so i think it is just like he's a bit of a if it was this is a hot take if it was 2021 he'd probably be like vaguely in sully oh yeah no fully he's definitely an incel he definitely yeah he's an incel yeah yeah, he just doesn't really. He just seems like he takes stuff as like a personal thing when it's it's not. Yeah, um, and he has like a quippy like, comment probably, about everything. Yeah, which pisses people off. That's the thing. I've learned this from doing it. Is if you are like me and like yeah, I was basically an own child, like quite sheltered, very happy, just talking to my parents and being in my room and playing video games. In like mm-hmm. video games and movies, everyone always has a, like a quippy comment. <laughs> and when you do that in real life, it pisses people off. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's probably it. Is like he learned how to socialize from movies and talking to adults. <sighs> yeah. And probably pissed people off because I was the same as a teenager. Yeah, same. Um, I was like Chandler Bing is yeah. like the funniest person when I was like yeah, 13. I was like. <laughs> Everyone will like me if I'm just kind of mean to them. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Um, <laughs> so I think it's probably realistic that, like, Seth as an adult was normal and has maybe adjusted to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Seth as a, like, a 16 year old boy as well, he's a dick. Yeah, he's like, 16 year old boys who are socially adjusted also suck. So, like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely reasonable. Like, if you watch this show and you had canoned him as, like, on the spectrum, I think that would be, like, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, don't I don't think, think it was intended by the I writers. don't think it was intended. And I know that coding isn't always an intentional thing. Yeah. But I do feel like it was not at all an intention of the writers, especially since most of the time when, auti- like, autistic coding comes up in TV shows, it's handled extremely heavy-handedly in an extremely yeah. not well-done way. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. I mean, like, by his behavior, you could definitely make a case for it. Like, mm-hmm. I I think that's reasonable, like, by his behavior. Like, yes, he is. I have met <laughs> this autistic guy who was a real dick. Um, and, like, some of it would be, um, like, some of it would obviously be, like, missing like a few social cues um other times it would just be that he was a dick uh 
and I had to. I remember like someone's like, "No, he's." A, I'm like, "No, he's a dick. <laughs> he's just mean." Yeah, some people are just mean. Yeah, some people are just mean. Like you can have as many. Some people are just mean, and I'm not. That's not okay. But it's a fact of life. Um, yeah. I was like, no, no, those two things don't interact. Yeah, the, the, there's no correlation between some, you know, neurodivergency and being a dick. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think it was. In, I don't think it's a thing because yeah, you, you're right. It's always heavy-handed when someone is autistic coded, even if it's never outright said. It's always done so heavy-handedly. Mm. It's always done like, you know, oh boy, is different. Like no one does that. They're just like, yeah, Seth is a bit weird. Yeah, no, it's always are. it's always written like a Rain Man type situation where, like Sherlock or yeah, like that one Doctor show that's new <laughs> with that that one guy. Oh, I don't even yeah, know what it's yeah, called, yeah. but yeah, no, it's very it's like their magic and they're mean to people just unnecessarily um as opposed to like obviously i've met plenty of autistic people in my life and they're all diverse and have different personalities mm-hmm. you know it's not and and obviously there's a spectrum so you know no one really behaves in an exact way like yeah, yeah. so i think that's the thing is it, it's not the like traditional media portrayal however i don't think a headcanon is unreasonable oh yeah no for sure definitely most headcanons i'm like yeah go for it mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like yeah go for it i don't give a shit if it whatever just go for it the fun mm-hmm. um but yeah she calls him out and just says that like no he has a bit of, probably has a bit of a fucking victim complex once you decide that everyone doesn't like you um people will not like you because yeah. you've decided the world's against you. Believe it or not. <laughs> Believe it or not, when you just act like everyone hates you, turns out everyone will start hating you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and he kind of shuts up at that point, but she gets a phone call from Summer, who's like, where are you? Um, and Seth is like, oh, tell Summer I said hi. <laughs> and she sa- so Marissa says, oh, Seth Cohen says hi. And she goes, Ew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean she's right. <laughs> We're so mean to Seth. He's nice, but now he's fine. Um, we'll get into him being a terrible boyfriend later, but for now he's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, she's like, oh, you know, you need to come over. Like, where are you? We're gonna come and get you. So obviously, Marissa's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm coming. I'm coming. You know, I just got held up, and. Marissa has to go to this party, so no one thinks it's weird, and yeah. uh, Seth has to go home. So yeah, this that's is also it for where the evening. Yeah, this is also where Marissa learns about them getting getting beaten up by the water polo people. Because uh, I I feel like Seth makes like some stupid comment or something about Luke. I mean, he's right, but then it's just very much like, oh yeah, yeah, those guys, yeah, we know them. They beat us up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then Ryan's and like, well, I technically went- threw the first punch. <laughs> yeah, but they were also kicking the shit out of Seth first. So I think it's pretty valid for you to throw the first punch. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So she's like, oh, you know, she kind of apologizes for his behavior a bit. Um, but yeah, they go off. It's the next, I think it's the next morning. Obviously, they f- Sandy like goes into Ryan's room and he's not there. So obviously they called the fucking police. Like we said, there's a missing child. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then like next door oh yeah shailene woodley is there again um <laughs> as marissa's little sister and she <laughs> then, like julie cooper is saying to julie and jimmy um like she's saying oh well obviously she needs a new horse she needs a pony he's like does she need a pony Julie, Jimmy's just like she's not even gonna care about it in two years, and then Shailene Woodley, ten-year-old oh, Shailene, Shailene Woodley comes in and she's like, "China is the prettiest pony that's ever lived, and I'm gonna love her till I die." I it's the best line. I love it. Um, but uh, I don't have any sympathy for Jimmy because literally, like, he's like, I would rather go to prison than say no to my wife. Yeah, literally. I would rather go to prison than have a conversation about finances mm-hmm. with my spouse. Yeah. Okay, then go to prison. Go to prison then, bitch. Um, I would rather ruin <laughs> countless lives than have a conversation with my spouse. To be fair, it's like if Julie was my wife, I'd also want to give her everything I could because she's Julie fucking yeah. Cooper. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, queen, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does sis, deserve it. Uh, well, I mean, for now she does. We'll wait until she does some weird fucking shit in like 10 episodes. But um, speaking Ugh. of some of the weird fucking shit she's going to do in 10 episodes, Luke's here. Luke's there. Yeah, it's the morning. He just came to hang out. Um, and he's eating breakfast. He's like, oh, I thought we'd hang out today, Marissa. And um, obviously she's wanting to go and see Ryan and I was going to say hang out with Seth. She doesn't want to hang out with Seth, but she wants yeah. to see Ryan. Um, so she makes up this lie about how, like, she needs to get waxed by some lady called Yuki, who is so good that, like, it doesn't even hurt. And she's like, oh, while we're there, you can get your nails done. So Luke is like, oh, I'm a man. I don't want to fucking go to a spa. Yeah. Uh, so he leaves. Yeah, so he believes it, and then she she starts mm. to head out. Um, and we also see a real quick scene of Seth. This is where he lies to the cops, and they're like they're asking him about like, oh, you know, do you have any idea where Ryan is? And he's like, I don't know. I mean, the last time I saw him, he said he was going to go down to Mexico and bet on cockfights, which is such an obvious lie. <laughs> it's like what the. And his delivery of it is not even remotely convincing. Like, it's just incredibly a lie all the way through. Yeah. And, like, Sandy, I mean, his parents are not like, um, we can tell when you're lying because you're our child. This is serious. Mm-hmm. Um, not even them are like, no, tell, like, come on. Even if you're not going to tell the police, tell us. Like, we need to know where Brian is. Yeah. Um, it's so fucking stupid, but apparently the police fucking believe it, so they sneak out to go see him. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so they go and they've brought supplies of um like that's the other thing. So Marissa brings a loofah and they're like, What the hell's a loofah? <laughs> but they don't wash their fucking balls. They um, don't <laughs> No, they do not. But where's the running water? Yeah, what is he gonna do? Is he gonna use the loofah in the fucking ocean? Is he gonna drink any fucking water? Um, yeah, I don't think they showed anyone bringing any bottled water or anything like that. Anything to eat. <laughs> Literally anything. <laughs> they bring toilet paper. Oh, Marissa made him a mix CD. Does he Where's have he shitting? A, does he have a CD player? It I is cute. There's like a 
There's like a boombox at the end, so yeah. I guess they have that. But like, yeah, they bring toilet paper. Where's he shitting? I don't know. Probably on the beach. He's uh, probably it's he's probably treating the beach like his own private litter box. I'm guessing. <laughs> I hope so. Um but yeah, yeah, Marissa has made him a mixtape since last night. I guess she went to the party and also made him a mixtape in the morning. I guess so. Um, the model and it's home got, like, mix. A desi- yeah. Yeah, and it's got a design on the front. Mm-hmm. Like, she fucking put effort into this shit. It's yeah. like a graphic design. <laughs> I mean, it's not, what? like, incredibly des- – it's, it's like she found an image on, like, a Google image search of just, like, a beachy background and then put it in yeah, paint but- and then put in, like, a serif font on top of it, uh, the model home mix. But it's still that's effort. Still lo- it's still effort. That's still effort. Like, making a mixtape is quite – well, I mean, because I used to make them for my friends all the time, like, on just iTunes or whatever. Yeah. Um, But it's still, like, effort to make someone a playlist. And she – like obviously went to this party and got home and it's the morning um so she's not like not hung over or anything oh well she did leave the party early which we kind of skipped over but like her and luke kind of get in a fight at the party because luke's like next time i see that guy i'm gonna beat him up because he's fucking loser and then marissa's like you don't know him and she storms out (laughs) she's like you don't know him Mm -hmm. he's like well neither of you you spoken to him twice i love um, how much she'll stand up for ryan when luke like makes fun of ryan or says he's gonna beat up ryan but then he'll be like seth cohen's fucking queer and then she just doesn't say anything like yeah not an ally <laughs> Mar- marissa does not she's not an ally she's not support lgbt rights although we do find out she is the b that's Spoiler true alert. she she is she just put yeah. the b in lgbt <laughs> but, like yeah she doesn't to say like hey Leo Steph like she doesn't give a shit about Seth no I nearly said Steph it's gonna get confusing but she doesn't give a shit about Seth um even you know the homophobic stuff she's not like hey chill out yeah not cool stop um, saying queer is a slur you fucker yeah stop saying it is a slur it's not a slur fuck off um she just doesn't say anything yeah at all um it just offends Ryan because she has a crush on him. Uh-huh. But yeah, they go to this place and then Ryan's like, did anyone bring any food? Uh, obviously they didn't. So they head out to the boardwalk and go to the diet. It's so cute though because like Ryan's on his little bike and Seth's skateboarding and then Marissa's just skipping. She's running behind them and then eventually instead of like having her try to keep up with them on their like wheeled devices, she <laughs> jumps on Ryan's back and like rides on the bike with him. <laughs> yeah, he gives her a backy. <laughs> yeah. No, that I mean I'm pretty that is what it's called. I, British people defend me. It's called a backy, right? Like when I you get on the back of someone's bike. Love that for you over there. I've never heard <laughs> but that back before. Is also, back is also what you call loose tobacco. So, you know. Okay. Back means one thing as a child and different thing as an adult. All right. Well, yeah. he's giving her a backy. And um, <laughs> they go to like the – they go to like this restaurant and – do they not think that, you know, missing person who the cops are looking for should maybe not go inside a restaurant that has a lot of people in it? They're so stupid. This is what the whole episode, I was like, why are you guys doing it? Ed- like, you guys are so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Because what could have just happened, mm-hmm. right, is like, Ryan goes into foster care for a bit. Um, I mean, they've all been quite frank about it, that he probably won't get 
um, fostered super quick. Yeah. So in the meantime, like Seth and Sandy can kind of work on Kirsten. They can still hang out and they can, you know, they can hang out with Ryan and then be like, hey, Seth's really happy with him. Maybe we should just bring him into the home. You can do all that. And like, she'd probably come around to the idea. Yeah. Because um, you can tell there's another scene. I'm not sure if we missed, like, she feels kind of guilty about not like giving him a home basically mm-hmm. so we probably would you know if you gave her some more time she'd probably come like you know realize it's a good idea um but or even like they can still be friends with him and just make sure he stays out of trouble and like when he's an, an adult and ages out of the system like you know still support him and everything yeah um there's no reason they can't not see him <laughs> but instead they're like let's make everyone think you've just fucking died or something yeah it just disappeared just fucking just vanished just, yeah that's fine and we'll, you'll just squat for the next two years uh-huh yeah normal okay yeah it's super uh-huh. normal um and you'll live in the town where the people who uh know what you look like and know you're missing and there'll be missing posters and shit up around. Like, I don't know what they're thinking. And also, anyway. what if the home gets... Literally, Kirsten was talking about getting the home finished. So this is not a long-term mm. plan, because if she gets the home finished before Christmas, then he yeah. can't live there by then. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't but, make any sense. Uh, I mean, yeah, they start talking about a more long-term plan. Like, Ryan says his mum's ex-boyfriend... Um, lives in Austin now and like was a nice guy and um gave Ryan some like construction work over the summer apparently mm. um and said you know if you're if you're in Austin like come see me so Ryan is gonna go I guess go and fucking stay with him but like hasn't obviously talked to this guy again yeah. bad idea bad idea not a very <laughs> well thought out plan like maybe try to talk to this guy and be like hey g-, like I would assume he already tried to call this guy because Ryan already tried to call everyone he knew when his mom kicked him out. So yeah, and no one <laughs> wanted him. So yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. So Ryan's gonna yeah. go do that. He's he says like, oh, I need some money before I you know before I travel. Obviously, Seth and Marissa don't want him to go. Yeah, but they're like, okay, we'll help you out. Um, and then Luke walks in. Yeah. Well, we also find out that Seth and Marissa share a favorite book, too. It's not just that they listen to the same oh, music. Yeah. They both, their favorite book is both on the road. Because Marissa's like, yeah, oh, like Jack on the Kerouac, road. Yeah, Kerouac, the wife murderer. <laughs> yeah. And Seth's like, oh, Marissa has the same favorite book as me, too. <laughs> maybe you two should be friends since you have a lot in common. And maybe right? you would be friends if you stopped being mean to her. It's such, it's so fucking stupid. But yeah, Luke walks in and him and his bros are fucking assholes they just walk in and they're just like uh, they they're just making like a lot of noise and they just sit down and they're just being generally obnoxious yeah they're like yeah you know making american man noises yeah and (laughs) (laughs) so they go in and marissa is like look i'll you know go distract them and then you guys sneak out the back and they go to sneak out the back and then obviously they walk past the kitchen or something, and the waitress is like, "Um, the front, yeah, so they have to go out the front." It's just I love like the idea of like teenage 
plans just obviously not working yeah and being stupid <laughs> it's so much funnier like yeah. always in so many shows and stuff people like just sneak out the back you can't sneak out of a restaurant yeah you can't just go out the back this is why like no the, literally like you just can't have you never been to a restaurant before i don't know <laughs> No, you, you can't just go out the back. The back is almost always through the kitchen or past the kitchen or something. Like, that never happens. Mm-hmm. You either need to, like, make a run for it or, you know, just fucking die and dash. Like, you can't. Yeah. It's stupid, and I'm glad the plan does not work. Um, So, try and go out the front, and Ryan's got his hood up in August, and, <laughs> like, obviously Luke sees them and is like, hey, uh, yeah, he throws another. He yeah, he calls uh Seth queer again. Very cool, dude. Mm-hmm. And they get into a fight. And uh, do you know what I like about rich kids? Nothing. Bam, and just suck. Like Ryan just says that, and then sucker punches him. Yeah, and oh, it's so good. And then they run off, and Seth and Ryan run off. Obviously, I mean that was cool and everything. Obviously, they call the police. Yeah, like, they made a scene when he is a wanted person or, like, a a missing person. It's, like, very obvious that this is going to be, like, you know, they're going to try to look for you. And (laughs) they're so fucking stupid. Um, Like, I'm happy that he punched Luke because Luke's an asshole here and deserved it. But, like, come on. And then it was also stupid, yeah. Like it's cool, but it has consequences, which is another thing I like. The like, yeah. Even if you think you're doing something cool, it does not mean that it doesn't have consequences that will fuck you over later. Yeah. And like later on, Marissa meets them up at the model home, and it's like I don't know what Luke is up. Like I don't know why he's like that. I think he's just protective, and like. Break up with him! (laughs) We hate him! Yeah, what the fuck is he protective over? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, break up with him. You're obviously not happy because you've been trying to fuck Ryan for ages. Like, since you first saw him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah, it's a win-win situation. You're not with Luke, and then you can fuck Ryan. Like, it's, it's, like, that's everything. That's, that's, you get everything you want. Exactly. Winner, winner. Marissa dinner um but yeah she shows up and she's like why would you do that like they called the cops um that was stupid um and then Kirsten and Jimmy show up at the model home uh so like there was a scene earlier where he phoned her and said oh can we meet later this is why it's suspicious though because Kirsten as soon as Jimmy called she left the house to pick up why are uh-huh. you leaving the house to answer the phone? You can't speak in front of your husband? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, I don't know if it was because, like, I'm. it may have been because she knew that he's, like, in the first episode, she got the vibe that something was wrong with him, like, some kind of situation mm-hmm. that was, like, maybe kind of personal. And he, like, yeah, th- that may have been why, but it is kind of weird that she does that. Yeah, I think they're trying to make you believe there's an affair coming. Um, Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but it's obviously, I mean, because they kind of don't want you to like her. Like At first, yeah. Yeah. At first, I mean, obviously she's, like, well within her rights to just 
not want to adopt a child because her husband brought him home. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know, but it was kind of weird. And he asked to, to, you know, speak to her sort of privately somewhere. Um, and also we find out that China has alopecia, which is very disturbing. Horse alopecia. Horse alopecia. Um, it's not disturbing that she, ha- I mean, just the idea of a bald horse. I think every horse should have alopecia. <laughs> just no mane, no tail, just bald. I don't like that image. Can you, fucking hairless horse. How? Yeah, no, I-, I don't like the image, but I think people would be less endeared to horses if they were all bald. Yeah, it's like how people don't like hairless cats, so the only time you like hairless cats is if you're like a cat stan anyway. Mm. Um, So it's like, no, you really need to love cats if you're favorite, because like my favorite kind of cat is a hairless cat. I love hairless cats. Because they're just weird little, they're like weird little aliens, I love them. Yeah, the only complaint I have is I saw, I saw one on Instagram recently, and I never realized that like, they can just have incredibly just right in your face balls because i've never seen that before until i had been faced with that on instagram and i was like hmm suddenly i have to reconsider i do love hairless cats (laughs) but like if they have balls that's really hard for me to reckon with yeah well no balls for my cats um yeah but they're cute little things but uh, the bald horse Mm -hmm. i don't what about the tail gone Oh. Flies all over that ass. Don't love it. No, it's terrible. Um, and people, people would not like horses as much. Little girls all around the country would no longer say, "Mommy, take me to horseback riding." They would say, "I don't want to sit on that freak." <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a better I mean, world. I often say, "I don't want to sit on that freak," but <laughs> for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, but yeah, so she has alopecia, so he needs to take her to the vet. Um, yeah, more money. It's so stupid. More money. But yeah, they show up at the model home and the kids are there, so they hide and like, you know, over you know, watch them. Um, and Jimmy, he's like, uh, so they're bonding. They're like, oh, this place reminds me of, um, your parents' home. Yeah, where I had my first kiss. Oh, me too. <laughs> like, Obviously, they were talking about each other. Like, fucking, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird to live next door and still be friends with the ex you had when you were, like, 50. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. And to be, like, if you did that, you would just be platonic friends, but they're, like, kind of weirdly flying with each other. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so he basically asked for money, um... A hundred K? Yeah, well, at first he's... So at first he's just like, I got into some trouble. And then Kirsten Mm -hmm. is like, okay, how much do you need? You don't need to tell me what's happening. Just tell me how much money you need. And he's like, it's too much. But yeah. Yeah, he's like, turn it down. He's like, that's too much. I can't ask you for it. And she's like, how much? It's fine. And he says like a hundred grand. She's like, okay. She just says... I do feel like for rich people that probably isn't that much. Like, I feel like that would – I mean, it's still a lot of money even if you're, like, Orange County rich and not, like, billionaire rich. But I'm still thinking, like, I feel like that would be, like, if one of my really best friends was, like, can you give me $500? And I'd be, like, that's not going to kill me. It's still, like, a lot of money for me, but, like, it's not going to kill me. 
to give it to you. Yeah, I was gonna say like, yeah, that's like two hundred less, like two hundred quid or something. Like for me, mm-hmm. it's like if my friend said like, look, I really need this money, and I'd be like, okay, you know, I like money. I could like re- reach into my savings or something. Um, and like if it's a really close friend and I know they'll pay me back, you know, it's cool. Yeah, because he does but- say that he is going to pay her back. Like it's not like she's well, just he's giving a- it to him. No, she, he's like, I'll pay you back, but it'll take a couple of months. I'm like, well, yeah, it'll take a couple of fucking months. It's underground. Um, yeah, no kidding, right? Like, how much fucking money do you make? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, they do have really nice houses. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they see that, and obviously Marissa's upset um, that, like, her dad's lying to her. Because she's, she's also, like, a daddy's girl, and, you know, it's tough to hear your parents have like financial issues but also that they're not telling you and it's just confirming what she already knew yeah pretty much yeah it's like yeah. it's like oh and we might, grand, yeah yeah that's a lot of money it's kind of just like oh we might actually just not be rich anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. which could be a lot of trouble for them i guess because they might have to move and become poors <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. Ooh, i hope that doesn't happen i hope they end up, don't end up in a trailer park or anything god, god forbid uh hmm. yeah so they also learn in this scene that the contractors are starting tomorrow so like ryan cannot continue to stay here basically he has to find a new place yeah he has to find a new place um so it's pretty much confirmed that he's gonna have to leave town mm-hmm. because there's nowhere like there's nowhere else to go um so yeah, then we get like sad fade out music. Um, Sandy. So they go like we're back at the Cohens, and Sandy says to to Seth, he's like, "Oh well, good news. Um, they saw a, a guy matching Ryan's description. So let's get in the car. We're gonna drive around. We're gonna see if we can find him before the police do. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a good idea considering he just got into a fight. Yeah." It's a very and, good idea. And I also love how much Sandy hates the cops because, like, earlier there's a scene where he's like, why do you have to call the cops, honey? Why did you do that, Kirsten? And uh, now he's just like, we got to find them before the cops do. It just Yeah, and it. then later he's like, don't say anything. Yeah, do not <laughs> talk to those cops. <laughs> it's good. He's like, do not talk to them unless I'm there. It's like, king shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then... <laughs> There's a party. So there's another fucking party. Oh, right. This is the party where Marissa leaves because of Luke. Why are there so many parties? How are they not so tired all the time? I know. And that was because they're doing fucking lines of coke. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. How are these? I mean, I know it's the summer, but like, how are they partying every night? Um. And yeah, not clearly being hungover. I guess they're young, so like you don't. I still got hungover when I was young. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't think they're drinking. Like you don't get hungover if you drink moderately, and also like have the same thing. I'm pretty sure these kids are just fucking drinking whatever they can get their hands on. Yeah. So they're, they're mixing. They're also probably doing lines and weed. So it's like. They've got that hangover as well. Yeah, there's like, definitely I don't weed there for sure. They're not responsibly drinking, um, or yeah. partaking in drugs. So is it's but it is like I don't know to like see them do it like so openly and like they are fucking going for it. It's not just like oh, we're gonna have a few beers and maybe smoke a little weed. Like no, they're doing fucking 
lines. It's very which like, is like kind of yeah. It's a party party. Yeah, it's kind of mad to see like supposed teenagers do this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they get into like this is where Marissa gets into a fight with Luke because everyone is being like really classist. Obviously, they're like, "Oh, that kid lives in a trailer park," and oh, and Summer says, "I bet he does oxy." I've heard that like really fucks you up. <laughs> yeah, she does say that. It's like, um, you and all your okay. friends are doing drugs at this like at this party. I don't understand how you're judging him for something he doesn't <laughs> even do because you think he does it. But you're also doing someone drugs. Is, ah. Someone is doing coke literally a foot away from you. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you can't, and, you know, it's just, yeah, they're being, like, very, like, he's very stereotypical. I don't know. He does drugs. Like, like you do drugs, fucker. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, but he's poor. He's from Chino. He's He doesn't have anything. What a fucking loser. Exactly. Like, they're, they're dicks. So, obviously, Marissa is, this is when she's like, you don't even know him, mm-hmm. and storms out. Yeah. We and love then, to see it. I mean, she doesn't defend him. She's just like, no. she's not like, guys don't say that, that's mean. She's like, you guys don't know him. He's different. He's not like those other paws. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking literally, though. Uh, but she goes, she decides to go to the mall home to see Ryan one last time, and um, he has lit some candles for himself. I love that he even has candles, and then he decided There's to light them. Of, but it's loads also- Loads of candles as well. It's very Chekhov's candles, though. You're like, oh no, I hope something terrible doesn't happen with these candles. <laughs> yeah, in like, literally the next scene. There's, lo- there's loads of candles, it's so brightly lit. And uh, he's listening to Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. <laughs> and, and what I know, and when Marissa comes in, she goes, this song reminds me of you. Which, yeah. I think if someone said that to me, I would honestly be a little bit insulted. Yeah, I think so. It's, they they pulled this out in episode two. The heavy hitter of Hallelujah. They pull out in episode fucking two. And they use it so dramatically. Because it starts out like, when she comes in, it's still like just instrumental. And then she's like, I wanted to see you one last time before you leave. And I kind of wanted to spend the night and hang out, if that's okay. And he's like, I don't know. If you stay the night, I don't think I could leave. Um, And she's like, then don't leave. Yeah. And he's like, I have to. And oh my god, it's it's so fucking melodramatic that this scene gave me such energy it did he he tells her to leave because he's like look i like i like you a lot and i don't if you stay like i don't know if i can handle that and she leaves and she's sobbing and she's just crying (laughs) and then she gets in her car and drives away just crying and then we see that luke followed her and he's just sitting there in his truck watching (laughs) And she's, like, running out crying, like, flailing her arms. It's so dramatic. <laughs> and then Ryan follows her out and, like, looks. So, obviously, Luke can see that Ryan's there. Yeah. And he, like, looks, but he doesn't go to comfort her and he just walks back in. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because she drives off, so she he can't really comfort her that much. And then no, he goes but back. he can't be like, Marissa, I'm sorry. He just, like... Yeah. He, no. he just goes back inside. <laughs> And then, okay, so he goes back inside, and then, okay, so now that Luke knows that he's there, he comes into the home with his shitty friends and confronts him and is just like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing with my girl? And he, like, shoves him into the wall where the candles are, which no one could have seen coming. No one ever would have predicted this. (laughs) 
No. Um, and obviously they fall because they're on just like a fucking bits of wood because everything in there is um wood or it's canvas. Yeah. So immediately shit goes up in flames. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they they're still fighting. They're still fucking jumping him. <laughs> like kicking the shit out of him while the place is on fire, and then one of them is like, "Guys, we should go. It's on fire!" And um, <laughs> and that may be my fucking Steve voice. I don't know yet, but they uh they beat him up, and then they go to run, and then Luke is like, "I probably shouldn't just like let this kid fucking burn to death." Yeah. So he drags him out and puts him like on the lawn. And then they drive away. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much. Like, in one scene, we go from, um, you know, dramatic, like, declarations of feelings. Yeah. Um, with Jeff Buckley playing to The House is on Fire. Uh-huh. The House is on Fire. Hmm, I sure hope this doesn't mean anything for the amount of money that Kristen has and is able to, <laughs> you know, use for the various things she does, like giving money to friends. Um Yeah. Yeah, it starts a fire. It's a very surprised Pikachu face. Uh, they drive off. Uh, then we have this, like, we kind of have this, like, little nice moment. This is maybe one of the only nice moments between Julie and Jimmy of he's watching ESPN oh, yeah. Classic and she comes over and, like, sits on the couch with him. And she's like, oh, he's like, oh, you watched this game when you were pregnant with Marissa. And, and he talks about it. And there's just, like, a kind of nice moment where they actually care about each other. Um, yeah, it's like a nice normal parent scene. Like I've definitely, you know, and then she's like kind of cuddles up with him, and it's like I've definitely like seen my parents, and you know, something's on. And my dad's been like, "Oh, do you remember when you were pregnant?" Or like, you know, you were a baby, and this was blah blah blah, and you know, they'll be reminiscing, and it's cute. It's yeah. nice to see. It's nice. Um, but <laughs> but then obviously Marissa comes in sobbing. Yeah. Um So Jimmy's like, "I'll go talk to her," and he goes, and he's like, "Oh." He hugs her and he sort of says, you know, oh, what's wrong? You can tell you can tell me anything. We always tell each other everything, don't we? And she's like, do we? And do we, daddy? <laughs> do we, daddy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't find that suspicious at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then we go back to Sandy gets a call about the model home. Because uh, him and Ryan, him and Seth are still driving around looking for Ryan, and yeah, he gets a call about the model home and heads there, and obviously see that that sees that it's on fire. Um, while Luke just goes back to the party like nothing happened, like he did not just burn yeah. a house down. Summer is like she's, I mean, she's pretty wasted, but she's like you smell of smoke, and he's like, oh yeah, we were hotboxing the car. Um, Different smell. Weed does weed does not smell like fire. No. Um, <laughs> If it smelled did, like that would weed. be sick, though. I would love that, if we'd smelled like fire smoke. That would be kind of cool. But I feel like Summer would probably know that, um, considering she seems to be a bit of a party girl. Unless, mm, and this is my theory, yeah. everyone's giving them shit drugs. Ooh. I, because they're, mm, they're rich yeah. kids. They you are can just sell kids. them whatever. Yeah. I feel like Summer, and I... There is a thing that's going to come up in, like, ten episodes that kind of is the same vibe as this. I think she might just pretend to do things that are cooler than she actually does sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is very much it. She's like, oh, yeah, I've smoked a weed before. Yeah. Um, but, th- yeah, so he's like, oh, yeah, um, we were hotboxing in the car. 
And she's like, and you didn't invite me? Which is a fucking fat mood. Yeah, true. Um, But I think then we, it's kind of just like a small scene. And then we go back to um, the model home. And uh, like Kirsten's there, Sandy and Seth arrive. And uh, I I think then Seth obviously tells him about Ryan because he's worried. Yeah. But uh, like, um, because Ryan's gone. Ryan's not there. He has gone to the road and is hitchhiking. Yeah. Which no one finds suspicious, apparently. There's a fucking fire and there's a kid who's got the bruised face um, hitchhiking yeah. along the road. No one thinks that's weird. No one calls the police. No. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, and then Luke picks him up. Yeah, I guess Luke is driving and sees him on the road and then pulls over and is like, we can never tell anybody about this fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then one scene later. (laughs) (laughs) So Ryan, yeah, Ryan says, um, he's like, right, he gets in, he's like, you'll give me a ride. And I guess we think he's going to leave, but nuh-uh, he shows up at the Cohen's place and everyone's outside, so... Obviously, Seth told them, like, Ryan was there and they're all worried. So they go back to the house and um, the Coopers are there and the Coens are there and the police are there. And everyone's, you know, talking blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and obviously, Sandy and Kirsten like, why would you do that? <laughs> do you realize how fucking stupid you are? Yeah. <laughs> And Seth's Seth just making up bullshit. He's like, well, I do want him to go. It's like, I... We didn't want him to have to go somewhere terrible, so I put him into just the void where he has nothing. (laughs) And that was a good idea. I put him into a massive safety hazard Mm. because I love him. Mm. Exactly. Uh, After knowing him for a few days. So... Yeah, everyone obviously everyone's stressed. Marissa is wearing these like knee high Uggs. I was obsessed. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, because um, everyone's standing outside their houses right now. And yeah, Kirsten makes fucking arms coffee. crossed, looking worried. Kirsten makes coffee for the fucking cops, and I'm like, hmm, taking points off mm. for this one. Yeah, Sandy's fully a cab, and she's making coffee for them. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. Does, doesn't. It just makes sense. Uh, no, but um, Luke and <laughs> Ryan arrive, and Ryan gets out. His face is fucked up as well. He's got like a little cut on it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, obviously, everyone goes up to him, and they're like, Ryan, and the police arrest him. It, like, basically. He just kind of gives himself up and says that the fire was his fault. Yeah. And then Luke is like, oh, it was an accident. The cops are like, (laughs) oh, what, were you there? And he's like, yeah, I was there. (laughs) And then they arrest him too. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiot. Because you can tell he didn't plan to like also hand himself in. Yeah, no, Um, he was just like, Ryan, we can never tell anyone about this. And now he's like, I was there. Yeah, it was an accident. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I was there. Fucking. He is a Chad. He's a himbo. Oh, well, he's yeah. not a himbo because he's not. He's nice not likable. But yeah. No, but he is stupid and um has a massive jawline. So you know he's getting there. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, they. they he both- literally looks like the meme. You know the the meme of like the blonde guy facing yeah. left. 
Yeah, give that blonde, give that guy in the meme like a puka shell necklace, and he's Luke. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, and then I don't know. Seth is like uh the re guy, whatever his name is. But Seth is definitely a meme. Well, I, well, I'll figure it out and I'll make an OC meme. Make for, a meme, for, yeah, for, for us. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they get arrested. Sandy goes over to the cops and is like, Ryan's lawyer, do not speak to him unless I am present. And then when the boys get in the car, he's like, you two, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does, and we fucking love it. I love Sandy. That really is the moral of the show, is I fucking love Sandy. And then we get the credits. And that's it. Yeah. (laughs) That's the episode. (laughs) The moral of the story is you can't uh, trust the system. Go, you can't trust the system. Fuck the cop. Don't speak to the cops. Don't speak to the cops, especially without a lawyer present. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, fuck the system. Uh don't set houses on fire. Yeah, maybe. So, like, sometimes it's valid to fight people. I think that's true. But I yeah. think that maybe when you do that, you should maybe take it outside or do it in a place where there's no candles. Mm. That's a good idea. Also, someone needs to do a lot to deserve getting jumped. Yeah. Like, maybe if you want to, f- it's fine to fight. It, it, there are reasons where it's valid to fight people. Do it one on one unless you have another, like, that's another reason, mm-hmm. really to like get them you need one reason to fight and then another reason to like jump them yeah um really jumping should only be reserved for like the worst of the worst people yeah people you know who are gonna run you know um so a lot of morals of the story i guess oh yeah um maybe you should just hotbox in your car i think that really is the ideal thing to do i mean i don't want my car to smell like weed no. And I also don't want like I would never drive after smoking weed, so I would like I would rather just smoke weed in the parking lot outside of my car. The, yeah, the way people were driving everywhere after going to these parties is so stressful. Oh my god, it stresses me out so much. Like Marissa was fully <laughs> drinking at the party before she went to go drive to to, to model home. I don't like I don't think you could air Just this crash. on primetime TV anymore for teenagers. No. Like, I don't think they could. I don't think they would ever show like Jughead getting drunk on Riverdale and then driving home afterwards. <laughs> and these houses are so big. Just fucking crash. Yeah. Like. Just stay on the sofa or, like, and you guys are getting so wasted, I think you can sleep on the floor. Or the, just like, sleep on the beach or something. It's nice out. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally yeah, anywhere. But it's fucking August. You can sleep outside on the deck or something. Yeah, and like they all have huge cars. Like, you could also just pop the back of your car open and sleep in the back of it because it's an SUV. Yeah. Like. Yeah, they all have humongous cars. Yeah, again, there's there's so many reasons to just not drive drunk. It's. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. Um, I probably shouldn't say this on air, but the other day, like, so my mum dropped some food over to me, and she also like got some um, medicinal properties, and <laughs> I had to like grind it up for her. But I was like sitting in the back of her car with like a mask on, the windows down, like we shouldn't be doing this. And she's like, "I'm an old white lady. No one's gonna care." <laughs> it's like it's true. <laughs> 
It's a fucking, you know, I'm, it doesn't look suspicious. I mean, it does look suspicious. Yeah. But it doesn't look as suspicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Like, if you're just grinding it, it's like, eh, uh, you're, I mean, it's not, yeah. Yeah. I just throw over to her. She'll get in less trouble. I'll be like, eh, it's not me. I don't know who this woman is. <laughs> you know? This woman's trying to sell me weed. <laughs> This yeah, this old lady's trying to this woman who looks like Kathy Bates is trying to sell me weed. <laughs> um but we were sitting there talking about how shit the police are as well. Yeah. It was a great time. Love it. Um but yeah, so yeah, so I think my mum's car probably smells of weed at the moment. Um but she's not obviously not smoking and driving cuz Yeah. Don't do that either. Just don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't have anything stronger than a fucking coffee and a cigarette if you're going to be driving. Yes. Official stance That's of the podcast. That's the only official stance of the podcast. Don't do any drugs heavier than like nicotine. Mm-hmm. Do not call a cab. Literally, Your just do friends. anything else. Walk home. <laughs> I feel like everyone yeah. lives pretty close together in in the Orange County in their neighborhood of all these rich kids. I don't know. Everyone just drives because they're fucking rich and can have cars. Like right, Seth does not have a car even. Which I'm like, he yeah, can Seth have a car, doesn't. but he could have no, one. He, yeah, he has a boat. But he instead. feasibly, he has a boat, but he also probably feasibly like skateboards everywhere. So you're right; it's probably within walking distance. Everyone mm-hmm. lives pretty close together. It's it's also I'm pretty sure everywhere's like a gated community, so it's not like you're oh, just walking yeah. the street. It's like a it's like a rich person bubble, so it can't yeah. be that far. And also like. I don't think you really need to worry too much about literally anything. Like, I don't know. No, no. It's just, it's, it just stresses me out. But we have to remember, it's a, I feel like <laughs> we're like those people that get really mad about stuff Tony Stark does. Like, <laughs> they're like, no, he donates to charity. Like, yeah, fictional charity is not fucking real. <laughs> but then we're sitting here like, well, obviously these kids should not be driving drunk. I mean... I guess it's probably, like, a, a bad thing to do because the audience is, like, teenagers, so we probably shouldn't be promoting this behavior. Yeah. I don't have an issue. Yeah, like, I don't have an issue with them, like, drinking because, like, teenagers should, to be honest, they should party and drink and do it safely. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're fucking going hard as fuck. Yeah. And driving home. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Yeah, probably not the best thing to advertise to 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 teens who are the target demographic of this show. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. I don't know. I don't think teens are watching this now. They're watching Riverdale, so they're they're glamorizing cults or whatever. They're, fuck they're, they're doing uh, in that well, show. the latest thing they're, they've glamorized is uh, key party, key parties. So <laughs> that was the latest episode. So you what? know, teens are just going to start doing that now instead. Key parties. Are they also doing um rainbow parties and like <laughs> other parties that are not real? Uh, I'm sure that eventually they will. <laughs> They're gonna have shag bands. They're gonna have like sex bands and yeah. stuff. like Archie's gonna snap the anal band on Veronica and she'll be like, <laughs> "Oh, Archie." Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what's gonna happen. It's a show. It's a show that is on television. Um, do you want to, we should, do you want to do our rankings of our, of our top four characters this week? Of our, yes. of our core four? Our core four. Uh, yes, I think we should. Um, okay. I guess my bottom summer again, like, she didn't yeah. do anything. She just kind of, I don't, she just like, it, well, I don't know, maybe that's a bit harsh. Maybe I'll put, actually, no, I'll put Seth at the bottom because he's stupid. 
Um, <laughs> obviously, he does care about Ryan, but instead of doing, and I know, like, he's a teenager and teenagers do stupid shit all the time. But like, if we just had a thought, if we just thought something through for a second, you would have seen the holes in the plan. Um, and also, yeah, he like he doesn't at any point he could have bailed out. But he doesn't. He's not like, oh, I'll put you in this place for now. And then, like, I'll tell my dad that you really, you are willing to, like, just leave the place, like, instead of going into foster care. Like, it's that serious. Yeah. You know? He could have done the responsible thing. He doesn't. Um, and nearly gets Ryan killed. So, at the bottom. But then I think I'll put Summer because she does just, like, drink and smoke weed in a bikini. That is ideal. Which yeah, I would love to be doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Marissa, mm-hmm. and then Ryan because of punching Luke. Yeah, punching Luke was really good. God, I uh, yeah, and yeah. I was gonna say, and also like turning himself in and being, you know, realizing when the jig is up. Yeah. I think my order is very similar. I think I'm also going to put Seth at the bottom, even though I did like that he advocated for Ryan and he lied to the cops. So that was like good. That was good for him. Mm-hmm. But then he was just the – it all that completely canceled out by how much of a little bitch he was about Marissa enjoying the same things as him. I was like, exactly. you need to grow up. You're a coward and you it should really die. It reminded me of like – when I would talk to like guys my age as a teenager, yeah. and they'd be like, "Oh, you're a girl. You can't like those things, you mm. know." Oh, you like the Clash? Like, Name five of their clashes. You can't exactly. Yeah, you're wearing a Nirvana t-shirt. Are you even a Buddhist? You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. He, we saw Seth has a Kurt Cobain poster on his wall, and I was like. You are such a parody of yourself. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I th- <laughs> think, okay, then uh, then Summer, she w- she didn't do anything. She at least didn't do any, like, dumping your drunk friend on the grass this week. So that was nice. Um, yeah. Then I'm g- I think I'm actually going to put Ryan second. Because, okay, so he does punch Luke and he says the line. He says the, do you know what I like about rich kids line, which I loved. His plans were very stupid. Um, I don't know what he thinks he's doing at this point. Probably nothing. But the reason I'm going to put Marissa first, because I like that she kind of stands up for Ryan a little bit, but I also just love the drama we get with her. I just love, I love everything about her like running out in tears with Hallelujah playing. I love that she made a mix CD for him. I love that she called out Seth for being a whiny little baby and being like, what is your problem? Um, True. Yeah, it's kind of just a collective of a bunch of things she does that I'm like, I really enjoyed Marissa this episode. I, yeah, I think they, I think Seth and Marissa, Seth and Marissa, Ryan and Marissa, um, go. Especially, like, for this whole season. They're fucking act. They're great. So, I I have a feeling our little lineups will probably be... This more <laughs> really or less similar like, for a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure at some point Summer will steal the show and be at the top for me, but like, not every episode, just every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she is like the comedic heart, really, of the show, which is great. She's yeah. she's the Samantha. 
she is the Samantha of the show. You're right. And Seth is unfortunately the Miranda. Like, I'm so sorry, Miranda. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Marissa's the Carrie because she's a disaster. And <laughs> Ryan doesn't really fit with Charlotte, but she's the only no. one left. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, they're both disasters, though. But yeah, you're right. Marissa is more of a disaster by, by a mile. Yeah. Um, love her. So that yeah, that's that's the episode. That's the episode. Um, so if you want to send us questions, send them to us either on Twitter. We are City Girls Make Do on Twitter, and we are City Girls Make Do on Tumblr. So yeah, send us a DM or an ask on either of those, and we'll uh, answer the question in our next episode. And uh, mm-hmm. the other thing is you can donate to us on Patreon. Uh, we are patreon.com slash cgmd. I think there's a link on our Twitter page and our Tumblr page if you want to find it. Uh, and if you donate to us on Patreon, at the very lowest level, at the $1 level, you get access to a bunch of stuff. It's like the episodes of the Mummy Mailbag we've already recorded, the Keanu podcast episodes we have already recorded and are continuing to record. Uh, you get access mm-hmm. to a secret Discord channel of Looker and Nanu picks. So all of those things for the $1 level, really recommend all of them, to be honest. I might be a bit biased, but um, <laughs> they the all are good. At the $5 level, you can uh, be a cardboard cutout of a baby, and <laughs> you get all the things from the $1 level, plus we'll read your name on the, the episode every week, and we'll also uh, – you can submit stuff for Steve Voice. So if you want me to read stuff in Steve Voice, then uh, I don't know, send it in for me. And uh, at the $10 level, you get all the other stuff, plus you can listen to us record live if you would like to do so. So all our $5 and up donors are Alex Shope, Summer Geist, Jennifer Snyder, Jess Ayalachi, Matt Ribeiro, uh, and Siberian Pine Hardwood. So thank you to everyone Yay. who's donated and everyone who's listening. Thank you. We love you. Um, we send If you feel a little flutter in your cheek, that's us giving you a little virtual pack on the cheek. Yeah. Um, I hope you're good. hope you're well. Thank you for listening. And uh, we're glad you like us. We're glad you like us. Thank you for thank you for tuning into this new podcast. I guess we can plug our stuff because we forgot to do it last week. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you didn't listen to City Girls Make Do, and if you didn't, then you wouldn't have heard us say it like ninety eight times or ninety nine times. So uh, if you didn't, then check me out on. I'm Stephanie. You can find me on Twitter at Age of Oddish. You can also find me on Tumblr at Windfall Island. I don't post there as much, but. I'm, I am still there. And uh, you can also find me, I guested last week on Friend of the Show, Max and Jordan. They have a podcast called Slappers Only, where they talk about video game music. And I came on to discuss one of my favorite games of all time, which is The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. So if you want to hear about that, if you enjoy video game music or The Legend of Zelda, then check that out. And... Yeah, it's a good podcast otherwise. I've listened to quite a few of the episodes, and I just like video game music, so it's good to me. Hell yeah. Um, And yeah, I'm Alex, obviously. Um, You can find me on Twitter, AlexTheVirgo. I'm not really using Tumblr at the moment, so I'm on Instagram, AlexKingChuck. I think they're both on my Noise Space profile as well. Um, True. We have those where you can find uh, other shows we have guested on and also uh, City Girls Make Do. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything lined up at the moment. Just, just you just know. Just vibing. Vibing. Just vibing. I've just been playing a lot of Saints Row. Hell yeah. And also 
like doing uni. Yeah. Which has not been fun. But we we live and we thrive and we survive. We do. Um, we survive. And, and we podcast, everyone. <laughs> Those are the, you know, the pillars. <laughs> yeah. It's like live, laugh, love, podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, thank you for listening once again, and we'll see yeah. you next week with episode three. I'm very excited to see what happens. It's so hard to not just mainline the entire first season right now. I know. I could really just fucking marathon the first season, but, uh, you know, I yeah. might do it anyway and then just watch it back again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have seen it before, so we'll yeah. see. But it's it's very tempting. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Bye, stay safe. Um, fuck cops. Huge fuck cops. Mm-hmm. Oh, huge fuck cops. Always. Yep. <laughs> Mohe every day. Mm-hmm. Yep, Mohe every day and kiss Candy Square on the lips. So long and good night. Mm-hmm. So long. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we got more bounce in California than all of y'all combined. We got more bounce in California. We like to party. In California, where the hustlers all reside, we got more bounce in California. Rolling easy when we ride. Well, excuse me for a while, but it's time to propagate.